0: You are listening to the Horizons Church podcast.
1: Good morning. Hey, man, what's going on? <laughs> I feel like I need to explain myself. Yeah, immediately off yeah. the bat because that was a weird greeting, a little chuckly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A little I noticed, laugh induced. I noticed. It's because Zach. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He's <laughs> always in our ears, listeners. He's yeah. in our headphones that we're wearing when we record, and he's saying ridiculous things. Always catching us off guard. As a matter of fact, we also hear that little intro, the little Fred Guidi intro. Right, so we don't with say the guitar. The same, yeah. And he was talking underneath that, and I couldn't quite make out what he was saying, <laughs> which made it extra funny. <laughs> exactly. I was trying to contain myself. Obviously, yes. I failed. Hey, you know what? I don't. So... <laughs> <laughs> also, it may not be morning where our listeners are listening to this. Oh, did you say listening. good morning? I did. I okay. said good morning. Well, it's morning know. here now. It is morning somewhere. The likelihood is if you're a commuter who's listening to this, it's morning, yeah. but may yeah. not be. Maybe evening, afternoon. Who knows? Midnight, graveyard shift. Yeah. I don't know. Ooh, shout out to you. Yeah, I couldn't do it. <clears throat> not me. What are we into today, man? It's an AMA. Woo, AMA day. I like AMAs.
0: Me too. They feel interesting and feels like we dive as deep as we can in this format. Yeah. It's something that's kind of off the wall. Or something that it's like, oh, well, let's go back to this cornerstone idea. Yeah. And examine the misconceptions. Ah, I, I love, love examining
1: misconceptions. We yeah. both do, apparently, because we both said it at the same time. <laughs> wow. Uh, Typical cynical millennial is, is what great. everyone will say and think. Hey, that's why we're both here on this podcast. <laughs>
0: Well, what is the question? Well, all right. So when I said, you know, popular misconceptions of cornerstone ideas, that's what this is. That was a direct <laughs> it it was was, a direct tease.
1: It was a big old segue. Big old yeah. six-lane highway <laughs> into the topic. It's quite an on-ramp.
0: Well, the idea that people like to say, oh, you know, God will never give you more than you can handle. And so Mm. we're going to really examine if that's true and what the Bible actually says about that little sentiment. Yeah, because it's a misnomer. Boy, have I heard that a lot myself. Misnomer is not the right word. It is by definition in this context a misnomer. Um, (laughs) But I think I'm really just trying to use a different word than misconception. (laughs) And it's falling apart.
1: <laughs> the beauties and follies of the English language. Yeah. But that is true. I've especially, I feel like, on social media in particular. Oh, man. Not quite as much in person, but definitely Ooh, in person. The but ar- especially ar- on social media, yeah. talking to you folks on Facebook and Twitter. The armchair philosophers of our day. Yes, that are saying things like, God will never give you more than you can handle. Or, you know, if he gives it to you, it's because he knows you can bear it. Is that why? Well, here's the thing. Is that? There's a guy named Job. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Whoa, Ethan, calm down, buddy. We're not
0: even getting into that. I just wanted (laughs) to be like, every time someone says that, I'm like, how about unbelievable
1: misery you cannot yes. comprehend. <laughs> yes. How about that? How about losing all of your possessions and all of your children in yeah. one day Oh, un- and then unbelievable. losing your health?
0: Unbelievable.
1: I guess his health came first. Yeah, just, I mean, just no. to make matters worse. I I'm don't. getting that backwards.
0: The Point health, being, yeah. bad day. It was horrid. Bad times like, for Joe. I know this is off track here, but when Steve recently talked about the Chicago Tylenol murders. Oh, yeah. So I love true crime. So I know all about this case and I'm like super excited and then immediately super disappointed that that's not what the sermon's about. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, Chicago Town the Well, here's the thing we didn't quite get into in that sermon. I know that's not what this podcast is for. I'm ready. But the police actually got their first lead for horrendously tragic reasons. And it's because three people in the same family died on the same day because of their poisoned Tylenol capsules. And the police were like, wait a minute, that's significant, that's very fishy, and that means there's something very specific in this home we need to look at. Oh, they all took Tylenol. Oh, it's from this bottle. And through unbelievable tragedy, they were able to figure out what was going on.
1: Well, fuck.
0: That's insane Like to think in our modern day Because it's one thing to look back at Job And like yeah he lost his whole family I guess But then to think in a modern context If that many people in a close family If you lost that many people immediately all at once Unbelievable Oh yeah And it's like all in one day it happened Because cyanide is so horrific
1: Yes Ugh. Similar kind of thing, again, on this whole <laughs> time tragedy. I mean, life being more than you can bear. There was a family that went on a vacation, I think Mexico or South America. They were in a resort, whole family, mom, dad, two or three kids, and went to bed one night, and the next morning they were all dead. And What? Yeah, all of them. And it was a gas leak oh, in the house. Oh, my word. Like, they died overnight in their sleep. I couldn't imagine being the grandparents no. or close friends, family members, like all that in one day. Yeah, and one it's, day. it's not like
0: something you can emotionally prepare for. No. You're just gone from your life. Right. That's even, horrid.
1: Even a catastrophizer such as myself, who is more often than he should be imagining <laughs> worst case scenarios, nothing could prepare you for that. No. So the sentiment, will God give you more than you can handle? Is that true? Well, that was the question we got. Right. That's what we've been discussing a little bit here in sort of macabre, morbid way. <laughs> uh, I don't think that question is actually quite as simple as we would perhaps like to make it out to be, uh, yeah. and I think that's because the answer to this question depends depends on how you understand each of the component parts oh. of the question. So we're going to break it down. Yeah. For instance, I mean, what do we mean when we say that it's God who's giving us these things and and what kind of things is he giving us? Like he said, God won't give you more than you can handle. So it's like God throwing all these things into your lap. Is that what you're saying? Is he the one who's directly perpetrating these events in your life? Right. What do we mean when we use the word handle or bear, depending on how you use the statement? Like when you say he won't give you more than you can handle, he won't give you more than you can bear. Okay. Right, well, what do you mean? by handle. That's kind of vague. Is and that people,
0: a level of comfort or is that whether or not you perish?
1: Yeah. People handle things in different ways. Yeah. Uh, I handle things differently than you do. You mm. handle things differently than say your parents do.
0: Sure.
1: It all looks so different and so I don't like these kind of vague generalities because it's too easy to get by with things yeah. when it comes to that. But all that to say, I'll give you my short answer to this question. Okay. Will God give you more than you can handle? Yes and no. Okay. Well, you- Woo, yay, Big. <laughs> Surprised, Josiah answered a question with "yes and no." Whoa, what? How can this be?
0: That is wildly helpful. I'm just gonna pretend wildly helpful, Josiah. Thank you, thank you.
1: No, so here's the thing. On the one hand, Mm -hmm. yes, God will absolutely allow you to have more than you can handle. Sure, You illustrated that right off the bat with Job. Mm -hmm. There's no way that man's going to be able to bear that on his own. No. He's sitting in ashes, you know, in sackcloth. If you read the book of Job, you can tell he's not dealing with it super well. Yeah, I I mean, mean, he has moments of brightness and saying, you know, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away, blessed be the name of the Lord, worships the Lord. And then he has moments where he's saying, curse the day... was born. May it be a day of darkness.
0: I mean, being in that situation would send many people to the grave. So
1: It absolutely would. But in addition to Job, you might say, oh, I've heard people actually say something that effectively, oh, Job was, first off, he was like, Old Testament, and, you know, that's not the will of God for people anymore, and all these kind of weird things, and he was a a (laughs) once-in-a-lifetime example. That's just not normal.
0: Okay, when you just say, "Oh, he's the exception, that is an unfair loophole, because you could just do that for anything.
1: Yeah, precisely. (laughs) Technically, every moment of life is the the exception because exactly. we all handle and experience life differently. So... <laughs> We also have examples of this in the experience in life of the Apostle Paul Mm -hmm. and the prophet Elijah. Just as two examples. Two of many. Two of many in the scriptures. Here's what Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 8. For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Yeah. Well, if that doesn't sound like Paul had more on his plate than he could handle. Yeah, that's as wildly It's a verse that stuck with me
0: for a very long time too.
1: Right. Because this is the same man who wrote, rejoice always. And I've learned the secret to being content in all circumstances. And here he is saying, yeah, I had so much on my shoulders and there was so much to bear that I couldn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I despaired of life. In fact, what he later goes on to say is I thought I'd received the sentence of death. Oh, That's man. what he says. That's crazy. That is. So that flies right in the face of that conventional wisdom. Yeah. God apparently gave Paul more than he can handle, but also the prophet Elijah, right? And he's kind of a classic story. I'm sure that if you're familiar with the scriptures or you've grown up in church or you've been in church, you've heard the story. He has this magnificent victory yeah. against the prophets of Baal. And then Jezebel is like, I'm going to kill you for doing that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, many times I feel like you don't even get to that point.
1: Yeah. It's like, oh, this cool
0: victory. Yeah. Yay. Oh, but guess what else happened?
1: Yeah. Because this is what happens next. Ahab told Jezebel, by the way, this is first Kings 19, just so you know, I'm not making this up. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. And how he had killed all the prophets of Baal with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So may the gods do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. In other words, I'm going to slaughter you. Yeah. Then he was afraid, and he arose and ran for his life, and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat down under a broom tree, and he asked that he might die saying, it is enough. Now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my father's. Wow. Which that little saying, you know, it is enough. If we would translate that colloquially, it'd be like, I'm done. I've had it. Like, I can't. I can't go on anymore. (laughs) So here are two of the most godly, righteous men that you will ever read about in the history of the world, let alone the scriptures. Elijah is the archetype of the prophets in all of scripture. Paul, like the <laughs> apostle, like aside from Jesus, perhaps the most influential man who ever lived. Yeah. And they're both eventually getting to the point where they're like, God has allowed too much to fall onto me. Like, I can't bear it. I'm despairing of life. I'm ready to die. That's Elijah's prayer. Yeah, His prayer is, Lord, just Take my life. Yeah.
0: I mean, at that point, I think that almost takes it a step further from Paul. Because Paul's like, we're despairing. We're despairing of life itself. Yeah. That's significant in and of itself to hear from all people. Of Wait a minute. You know the sentence I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, but, then, but then, here we have Elijah literally praying for, give me, yes. death. Yes.
1: Whoa! Whoa! That's the kind of thing that if you walked into my office at the church and you were praying that, I'd be like, "We, we Mary, need to." Marianne's the next. Yeah, Marianne Wellers next door. We, we need to go talk to her. <laughs> like, please, I, I fear for your soul. So clearly, God allowed these two men, and we see this throughout Scripture. Yeah, of course. That He allows His people to have more that they can quote unquote handle. Yeah, I mean, they are harrowing bear. situations. Oh yes, absolutely. So this is not abnormal. Now, all that to say, I want you to notice how Paul turns his particular scenario, right? What he goes on to say in verse nine, right after the despair of verse eight is this. He says, indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death, but that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. What
0: unbelievable
1: perspective. Truly. I don't have that kind of perspective when Something mildly inconveniences me. <laughs> I don't think I've ever once had that kind of perspective no. in my life. No, <laughs> like you know, I'm stuck in traffic on the interstate, and I'm thinking, why? That was me driving here.
0: That was me <laughs> ra- on Route 57. I'm following someone who's going 35. Oh, I'm wh- like, we are literally in danger because <laughs> of you.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, we have received the sentence of death because I was of your driving. Of life itself. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But Paul takes that, and basically what he says is that the purpose in being burdened beyond our ability to bear is not so that we're merely crushed into the dust. It's not like God is doing this to say, ha, 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 you <laughs> puny human being, ant creatures. It's like a game of Sims. Yes. Yeah, like, oh my God, it's a game of Sims. It is. Holy it's crap.
0: like you make a pool, you get the Sim into the pool, and then you take the ladder away. It's like, Oh my
1: gosh. I have to come Ethan, low key. What?
0: <laughs> Listen, everyone's done it. Don't look at me like that.
1: <laughs> We need to talk about your Sims habits, <laughs> which is like a play on words, your sin habits, your Sims habits. You got me See there. Wolf But <laughs> Anyway, Paul says it's not to do that. It's right. not like God is putting us in the pool and taking the ladder away. Right. Quote unquote, Ethan. Yeah. What he is coming around and realizing in his own life and then sharing with us is that these moments are meant to remind us life can only continue on truly. And we can only bear these unbearable moments in and through God. And I think it's very interesting that he highlights God who raises the dead. Oh, yeah. Because. Ooh, yeah.
0: What a suggestion that is. Right? Is that even if we are brought to death. Yes, Even if it pushes us not beyond our comfort level, not to the point of death, but through it, we yeah. are dead. Then we still trust the Lord. Yeah, because... If it is his will, then he will raise us. Yeah, God raises what? the dead. I mean, that's
1: extreme. <laughs> that's kind of frightening. Like, woo. Yes. And Paul's out there saying, like, yeah, that's it. That's the stuff. That's life, you know? So let's take that, all right? Because here's the thing, in quite different sense, when we think about it in those terms, mm-hmm. there is a sense in which it might not be unfair to say that God will not allow us to be burdened beyond our ability. And so let me explain that because okay. now I'm like, oh, now you're contradicting yourself. What does well, that no, mean? you have to get into the specifics, which I don't like leaving it in a vague generality. Right. And let's actually take this moment to do a quick aside. I do think this phrase is most often a misquotation of 1 Corinthians 10, 13, which reads, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man, God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. Hmm. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. That's a completely, I feel like, almost separate issue. Yes. But in a sense, not really, because I know and talk to a fair number of people who say things like, I just can't bear this temptation. It's beyond my ability to bear. Yeah.
0: Well, the escape clause here is not like the easy, clear exit sign on the stairwell of the fire escape. It's mm-hmm. like, it's God. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's. Mm-hmm. I feel like someone could read that and think, oh, there's going to be an obvious path just to do the right thing easily, even right. though all this temptation is in- incredibly severe, here's the easy and obvious exit No, like, yeah. you actually have to get through it. Right. And that escape plan is just relying on Jesus.
1: Yeah, sometimes that looks like Joseph in Genesis Yeah, when, um, you know, Poffer's wife's like, hmm, you know, hey, Hunk, what's up? <laughs> I, that- I doubt she actually said that. I don't think that's how the Egyptian translated. You can but, say. you know, she's like wanting to take oh, him yeah. to bed, Oh yeah. and she's a married woman, and her husband is Joseph's master. Yeah, it's true. And What does Joseph do? I mean, he's not thinking like, where's the way of escape? As, you know, this woman is trying to seduce him. He literally runs. He's like... I'm out of here. Yeah. And of course, that actually ends up getting him into Yeah, he is, he faces
0: <laughs> he faces consequences for doing the right thing. Right. The right thing for everyone involved.
1: Yes. Uh. Yeah. The way of escape is sometimes painful. Yes. So in that sense, with temptation, yeah, God will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to bear. There is a way of escape, but sometimes that way is turning 180 degrees and running with all your might and strength the other way yeah. and trusting in God, which is not an easy thing to do. It's not like you snap your fingers and you're like, behold, like you said, like, <laughs> oh, there's the bright fire escape and I'll just walk through here and this will all be dandy as a piece of Halloween candy. That's a new one. I haven't heard that. Yeah, there you go. That's it. But of course, that's just temptation, right? What we're trying to get to is all of life and there's more to life than just the experience of temptation. Right. And we experience all kinds of sorrows, Mm -hmm. heartbreaks, death, you know, the death of loved ones, betrayal. And what we're trying to get to is of course, you know, will God let us have more of that than we can handle? Here's what the apostle Peter wrote. This is how I want to bring this back full circle. He wrote in 2 Peter 1 3, God's divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. So in other words, whatever circumstance we may happen to find ourselves in, whether it's catastrophe, sorrow, heartbreak, betrayal, frustration, whatever have you, what Peter says there is that if our faith is in Christ and we trust the promises of God, his divine power has given us everything we need right now, in this moment, in this circumstance for life and godliness. Mm. In other words, you have everything you need right now to live a godly life. You don't need what God's going to give you tomorrow to live a godly life today. And I know I, myself, and a fair amount of people I talk to get stuck in that trap. Like, I could be faithful if I just wasn't dealing with this today, or if I had the strength that God might supply me in a week. No, God has given you new mercies today. He's given you the strength you need today. It's your daily bread. It's not like like the manna, the manna that he gave the Israelites. He didn't give them enough to last them a week. He's like going to go out and get it every day. And by the way, if you go out and collect more than you need in a day, it's going (laughs) to turn to like wormwood and rot. And it's going to be bad for you. Yes. So in that sense, here's how we'll bring this all full circle. In that sense, you aren't given more than you can quote-unquote handle. Through Christ, which is kind of coming back to what you were talking about Mm -hmm. there with the temptation. Through Christ, you can handle whatever life happens to throw at you and whatever falls on your shoulders. So, maybe what we would actually say is like this. Maybe we modify the phrase. And I don't know if this is going to be just as helpful or if it'll be more confusing or what, but we could say it like, God will give me many things that I cannot bear on my own so that I can learn to bear them through his strength that he supplies. I feel like I'd be comfortable if people said that.
0: That entire sentence.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe you got to find a way to, you know, like make a, that work concise. Like an acronym or a phrase. <laughs> that's, that's
0: <laughs> but no, I totally agree, though. And I feel like that's something that's been in the back of my mind for years hearing that. It's like, yeah. it's kind of thing when someone says it and you're privately thinking, well.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> and like, do I stop and say something or do I just uh, keep going on? But that's more or less, I think, how you can approach that phrase is the way I think most people are trying to use it. The answer is actually, no, God will give you yeah, and it's allow you like to this- have more
0: means to placate or smooth over a situation that's like, oh, it's going to be okay. You know, he won't, right. won't be too much actually. It will definitely be too much. Right. With the caveat that you can get through it with Christ. Right. But that's probably, there's a very good chance that that's the only way.
1: Yes. So the escape route is quite possibly not pretty. No, that is exactly right. And I do think the other side of that too is people with good intent, but again, it's I think it's more damaging. In the end, They try to use that as kind of this like self-esteem booster almost. <laughs> like that variation of the phrase, like if God gave it to you, it must be because he knows you are strong enough to handle it. Oh, God. That
0: pushes like, you in the opposite
1: direction. Yeah, me especially. I'm thinking like, wait, like, I am not strong enough. Like, no. I know this. In fact, that's, uh, again, to quote Paul, he said, it is through my weakness that the power and strength of Christ, of Christ, is made known. Mm. All of that rambling to say, I think that's how I'd answer that question. Woof.
0: I'm impressed with how you wove in my rambling. Chicago <laughs> on murders. And, <laughs> and guess what? It still made sense.
1: What a what a ride! I love it. What a ride! We love this. It's just mm, getting yes. to the. How was it you introduced? This we're getting to the getting to the deep, getting the probe, getting the. I don't remember. Mm, I was going to use the word probing, but I don't like that word. I don't either. It's
0: uh. As much as I like whole, the whole alien lore, <laughs> shout out to Area Fifty One. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to get into probing. No. Of any kind.
1: No. No, we don't. So anyway. Yeah. There we go. All your questions answered right there. <laughs> Woof. just kidding. Not putting that on myself. I'm Not going to say that. Lord, forgive me. <laughs> So there we have it. Thank you. And uh, you as our dear listener, if you have any other questions mm-hmm. or you want to engage this topic more, you can shoot us an email at podcast at horizonschurch.net. Mm-hmm. You can interact with us on social media, can track us down in the church somewhere. <laughs> good you luck. Know. That's, I mean, Ethan may be more difficult to it's find a, than, busy than me. Yeah. And yeah. also, Ethan is at another campus. We're you know. that's he's we're, we're both at separate campuses, I should say. We have listeners right, across right, all right, our campuses. Right. Exactly. So, uh, you know, that's all we got to say about that. And, you know, if you find this content helpful and you enjoy our banter and our convivial old conversation you can leave an honest five star review and subscribe wherever you subscribe to podcasts so thank you as always for listening and we'll catch you next time